Hello everyone, welcome back to part two of our racetrack uh, podcast episodes going on right now. I am your host with the most, Ashley Majestic, and here on Out of Contacts, we talk about weird things such as how everyone has a unique tongue print. Just like our fingerprints, humans have unique tongue prints. So that way, the next time my husband comes home a little bit too late, I know where to get the black light, the powder, and the magnifying glass, just to make some comparisons. Uh, here with me today is the my co-host, Adrian. Good evening, good evening, everyone. Good evening. And to you, my friends. Yes, you are my friends. My tongue print will always match all of you. Welcome to Out of Context Podcast. How are you, dear Ashley? Uh, you're not allowed to stand next to me like ever again. I don't I don't need tongue prints. My husband's hell yeah, I take that all day, but not now. No tongue prints. I wasn't. Um, I wasn't offering my tongue print to you. I'm you just said, saying. You said my, my tongue print. You all have my tongue print. It's it's worldwide. Don't hate. I'm just just stating. Oh, oh my god. Okay. Well. Uh, anyway, with us here today um, to provide some insight, some commentary as we go back and forth um, to finish up our conversation about racetrack before we move on to just complete random shit is a uh, returning guest, Becky. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back, big time Bex. It's a pleasure to have you back on our show. Hopefully you won't threaten to end my life or to maim me or to do any kind of bodily damage. Just welcome, just glad to have you back. Yeah, well, that, I was going to say, well, that depends on how this conversation goes with these racetrack stories. So, depending upon the stories I tell would determine the amount of damage you're going to do to my well-being. Exactly. Like, if you ever referencing one of your previous podcasts if you ever tell ashley or me that if a dildo falls out of us in public and we have to pick it up and rinse it off and shove it back in i might hit you with it and i might bite your jugular it was a courtesy i'm being nice if it falls down i'm not gonna touch it i'm gonna say hey um you you dropped that just see it's a i'm a samaritan it's what i do so, Becky, so that means you're on my side on that whole conversation, right? When we talked about the dildo on the floor that I found at work uh, so many years ago. And, oh, you know, yeah. it, it flips out of you, and you're in a public gas station. I'm not picking that back up. I'm walking away like nothing happened. Yeah, and, of course, we couldn't hear Haslam's input because of my mic at the time. But it's just, even him, he's like, yeah, I will just buy another one, and I'll laugh about it. My wife is on the same page because I played that podcast for her. She's like, um, yeah, no, you ever, if we ever did that and you pick that back up, I'm leaving. Well, at least now we know that Adrian shoves things up um, his bowls that he finds on gas station floors. Okay. I mean... And apparently he leaves his tongue imprint, fingerprint, whatever you want to call it, on everybody. Which should make everybody uncomfortable, because that means he's licked everybody. Now, I wouldn't... When you wake up in the morning and you feel like that's drool on your pillow, it's not. It's from Adrian licking you. <laughs> I wouldn't say more or less like a lick or anything. It's just a, just a different way of saying hi. It's like a fist bump. Life is a fist bump. Licking people's a fist bump. The more you know people, the more you know. Adrian, I hate putting this out there for you, but you're not a dog. You can't lick people. It's my way of saying hi. Form of hello. I feel like I feel like you're judging me, Bex. I feel like you're judging me. I am triggered, as the kids would say. 
We're all different, like snowflakes. I digress. I'm not going to lick anybody. That's gross. That's gross. <laughs> Very gross. Now, of course, before we move on here, we have to, once again, break into court continuity here. Now, we can't just throw this out there without speaking on it a little bit <sighs> about the dildo thing. I can't believe I'm going back to this. So I'll turn it over to you, Ashley. Just give a cliff notes for those of people who are not understanding what we're talking about. We've talked about this before. So just give, give them a little 10, 20 second blurb on what we're all about here. So well, if you don't even know what I'm talking about, you need to go back and listen to a few, for like five episodes back at least. Um, but anyway, so long story short, I worked for Racetrack. This is when I was 18, 19 years old, uh, 10 years ago. I am working and as I am just moving around the store, I go to where the soda machines are and right there underneath like the little counter area is a long purple dildo. And it was not there a few minutes ago and there's hardly anyone in the store at this point. And there was stuff rolled onto it so you can tell it was a, a little slick. So it very much obviously fell out of somebody and they left it there, which again, I went around pick it up because it's gonna be awkward to shove it right back up your body right there in the middle of everywhere for everyone and and yeah uh, it, it became a really funny story at the store I worked out for quite some time and Adrian uh, completely said was assuming that people should just pick it back up and I would pick it back up because that's a waste of money and blah 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 and I'm like no I would not well, I'm just saying you dropped it it's yours pick it up wash it off you don't necessarily have to insert and back into parts unknown but take what it with you with it, i have no well, i have no idea what you're going to do with it well, but what am i going to do with the dildo if i'm not going to insert it back to me where what's it going to go is it going to be like on my is it going to be where i pull the chain on my fan you going to put on, it hold on, hold on. you want to know what you can use it for smack it adrian and cross the mouth with it hell yeah i'm not yeah i'm done with this so just randomly attacking me, Bex. I really see where this is going between you and I. Our relationship is budding. It's just it's budding. I'm totally envious of your wife because you just want to beat me and do harm to me. This is weird thing you don't like about me. I don't know what it is. I'm a sadist, and you happen to be an easy target. Says you. Says you. So as we move along, and as she threatens my life more and more that we have her on... We're doing a continuation of the previous show. Surprisingly enough, it's been a great hit because people like listening about other people's job woes and stuff of that nature. So this show is mainly going to be about just more weird and wacky stories about our jobs um, that we had in the past. And don't get us wrong. We're not here to talk crap about you know anyone who works there or bury the job itself. It's just more or less you know, entertaining stories of what we've been through, what we've seen, and stuff like that. And then after we purge everything, then the next show is going to be back to our normal silliness and, and what have you and big time Bex threatening my life. Uh, but as I lobbed the ball back to you, Bex, just letting you know that we had some new listeners uh, come aboard to the podcast. Uh, Podbean.com. Once again, Walker, ac76.podbean.com. So Ashford, check this out. Other than the people we have listening in America... We have people in Mexico, people in India, people in Romania, and people in Vietnam this month listening to us. So what do you think about that oh, yeah. one? 
That's awesome. I mean, the, like we're growing more and more and I love that we're expanding in other countries where people are slowly picking us up and listening to us and they're like, you know what? I've listened to all my much better podcasts and they're up to date on, pod, on their episodes. Let's find this piece of trash and it's slightly tolerable. And actually liking us. So I'm going to lob the ball to you, Miss Dear Bex. But in America, just real quick, Florida, Ohio, Pennsylvania, California, Texas, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Carolina, New Hampshire, New York have all picked up on the show. It's been listening to us this month. So that tells us that we're doing something right or the threats that you made on my life is working out well. So congratulations, Becky. You are part of the team. I know nobody can see it, but I'm bowing right now. Thank you, thank you. I'm glad that I can help out with that. But honestly, like, it needs to be all 50 states. That way then you can do that song that they teach you in elementary school for learning all the states. I'm not very talented with that. And actually, I was thinking about the Animaniacs song that you're going over all the states and everything. If For those of you who were competent with Animaniacs back then in my generation. God, I'm old. You said it, not us, Gramps. Uh, your face. Anyhow, so... <laughs> well, for copyright purposes, we're not going to sing that particular song. So let's start off with you, dear Ashley. Give us a good memory or a good silly anecdote about our former job and that we're vomiting up the last remains of it. Oh, um, we're talking about good memories because I was uh, I had like a little list here. I wrote down of horrible memories I had with racetrack. Oh, bring it on. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll have you do one, I'll do one, and we'll lob it to commentary for Becky to see what she thinks about it, minus threatening my life, and it will keep, and it will keep going on. See, the more you keep bringing that up, the more that she's going to want to do it. Good point. And the more you bring it up, the longer it's going to be till I actually do it, which gives me more time to plot. Basically, you're only fueling the fire there, Adrian. Damn it. All right, Ashley, go ahead. Floor's all yours. So this one's a short, a shorter one, shorter complaint here, but uh, I don't know how it is now, but I don't know if you remember this either. We didn't have lunch breaks. There wasn't no, oh, it, or even clock out. Is oh, take your 15, clock out for 15, or clock out for 30. There was no, you could be working eight hours to 14 hours, and there's no, there was no lunch break. There was no going outside just to eat your food unless the manager happened to be a good manager it's like hey you want to eat something really quick go eat something but don't take longer than five minutes and those were our breaks was like maybe two three at most five minute little breaks that we got so we had no lunch breaks whatsoever no mandatory no nothing where you clock out where we had to none of that was enforced we did not get lunch breaks oh we didn't have lunch breaks either until until the very end and we were we were told to clock out granted we had nowhere to sit and eat but we were told yep. to clock out and go eat our food but by all means continue uh, no i remember because there would be no place to sit and eat and we what i would do to sit on is the like the milk crates that we would get for our night deliveries i remember i would stack like one or two of them and i would sit in the back way basically where that little door is between the floor and to the cooler is that little area I would sit there or I'd sit at the very end of the back area where we would prep food and things to eat there, shove food in my mouth and then while I'm still chewing, I'm, I'm back up and eating, or not eating, and working again. 
That was one of the small benefits of working there. If you were looking to lose weight or stay in shape, we didn't have chairs. We stood up the whole nine hours, ran around the store nine hours, stopped on occasion, maybe sat on a milk crate for, like you said, a few, a few minutes, stuff food in our face, get up and kept on going. Yep, and that, that was it. And like, I'm, I'm imagine by the time you were finishing up working there is where they say had, you had to clock out is because I'm sure I am sure a lot of people were bringing up those complaints and probably even to the state because the state of Florida, um, that is frowned upon that you, because that, breaks are mandatory, especially if you work at least eight hours. I think it's six hours or eight hours, but breaks are mandatory. Well, we didn't know well, what yeah, those were. It's just, it sounds a lot like every gas station is the same because the way how you guys just described that is how one of my past jobs was. Oh. Hmm. Well, fill us in. I'm curious. It sucks. Um, so I worked at this gas slash pizza shop, and we did not get breaks. If he caught you leaning at all, unless, of course, it's like, I don't know, like maybe once in a while, unless, of course, you're shoving food in your mouth, and you're shoving it in, and you're chewing as you're making the other food for people because you didn't get breaks, he would literally have me work sometimes a full month without a day off. And sometimes I would work 12 to 14 hour shifts, no break. Now, that wouldn't really surprise me considering the fact that seemingly all gas station jobs or all gas station jobs are the same that, that has food and stuff like that. You're just in constant motion. And the management team really didn't care because they're too busy trying to cover their butts and getting their jobs done. So, I mean, what else, Ashley, did you have? Or you can lobby back to me and I'll give my little uh, quick little story. No, I will lobby it back to you and then I have another one when, you know, you're finished. All right, cool. All right, so take this ride with me. <clears throat> Working in Cape Canaveral, which, of course, those of you who are listening from out of state, out of country, doesn't really matter. In Cape Canaveral. I was working one morning behind the counter doing lotto and all the fun stuff that comes along with it, counting cigarettes, doing inventory. I looked outside and I saw this lady by her late 40s, early 50s walking around the gas station pumps, which shockingly is really no big deal considering how close we are to the beach and people are walking left and right. She is wearing a tank top with no under support, I'm saying that nicely, and black shorts with scraggly hair she's orange because she's tanned so much and she's so old bex shut up and she walks up to the uh, place where you where you wash your windows on your car you know the the windshield wiper fluid area i can't remember the actual term that it was called this is not going the way i think it's going to be going <laughs> oh buckle up it's tremendous so she walks up to it i kid you not i wish i was making this up she gets a little squeegee thing, dips it in a windshield wiper fluid, and starts washing her the top of her body with it in broad daylight. Yep. Okay, so it's better than what I thought it was. No, get your mind out of the gutter. And she's washing herself, scrubbing herself down, you know, with a little squeegee thing that's probably been used on who knows how many cars. And scrubs herself from top to bottom, grabs some paper towels, wipes herself off, and just walks away like nothing ever happened. And that was my first experience working in Cape Canaveral. And everybody just thought it was normal. And I knew this was going to be a very interesting job to have. But little did I know it got a whole lot worse. 
So I'll throw that back to you, Ashley. Hold up, hold up, real quick. So you're telling me this woman only washed her upper half? Her upper half and her legs. I mean, she was thorough. She got her legs, too. Apparently not thoroughly enough, because, like, if you're going to go that far, at least get the jungle. I mean, she had standards. Come on. I mean, she was thinking about other people. She was thinking about the kids. Oh, oh, yeah, because, you know. Okay. Anyways, Ashley, go ahead. Man, imagine if someone came, like, if she, you know, had washed down under... And people were using that same squeegee on their car, and they came in to complain with us that our uh, squeegee water had salmon oil in it. <laughs> <sighs> At first, I thought you were going to say marinara sauce, and I was going to end the podcast to walk away. Why does it smell like fish? I know I'm near the ocean, but did you throw fish in this water? <laughs> you'll, you'll give me the fish, dude? What do you mean? I smell like fish. Oh, no. <laughs> Smells a little fishy here right now. <laughs> Why is the water green? All right, continue. <laughs> continue. Our, wa- our water was like a bluish green, though. Yes. Oh, God. Yes, it was. I oh, totally forgot it's about that. Green. <laughs> oh. That's really whacked the pussy right there. <laughs> That's what they talk about in the rap songs. <laughs> Anyhow, your story now, please. Your story. Okay. Well, are you are you imagining these things, Adrian? No, I'm absolutely not. Because... So I keep laughing. <laughs> so, all right, another story, and this is the one. I think it was probably the first instance. Maybe not, but I guess it's the first bad memory I really had with working there, and it was just really sad to see. So pretty much we have, you know, there's secret shoppers all the time that, that are happening. And secret agent man. Secret agent man. Well, anyway, I guess we had, we had a secret shopper during this whole incident. So there's a coworker of mine. He, but he, he worked his ass off. He was, he was uh, about to get promoted. He was going to school and he had a girlfriend and she was very heavily pregnant because she would come in often. And you know, we see her, she's a very nice girl. And of course, when we buy food, uh, or if we get food from the roller girls or anything like that, we always pay for it. So his girlfriend comes in, she's sitting down on the tables, and what he does is he gets her a couple things off of the roller girl and brings it to her and says, you know, go ahead and eat. And then he made his way back to, to go pay for it. He stood in the line so he could pay for it. Well, I guess the secret shopper had said, you know, took food and gave it to somebody without paying for it, even though he got in line. Everyone sold the footage, everything like that. But just because he didn't pay for it first before giving it to her, they fired him. Yo, are you getting fired? That's like when employees get fired for being in line to pay for a drink and takes a sip out of it. That's, oh my God, that's bullshit. That's what they did. And it's like, despite his good record, uh, everything love and the fact is that it was his pregnant girlfriend and he just wanted to make sure she got taken care of first and he got in line to pay for that food and yeah two days later they fired him I'm so fucked yep that that was the first thing that was like wow I really hate working here mm. now before I 
have my turn. Bex, would you like to share a story or uh, do you want to continue just listening and providing commentary? Um, I think I'll just listen at this point just because <laughs> my stories involve McDonald's and it's just, it's one of those things where everybody knows of McDonald's, everybody knows how they are and I got plenty. Oh. So I'll let you guys keep this up and I'll share a few after. Okay, well, well, no problem. Okay, well, let me tell something entertaining, at least. Let's talk about poo, folks. Let's talk about poo. Not Winnie the Pooh. Not poo, I'm tired. Let's talk about the nice brown stuff, sometimes green. Let's talk about poo. Oh, man. Can we talk about the squeegee lady again? Oh, no, come on. Actually, I mean, can I tell one of my stories that we think we can avoid this? Nope, nope, sorry. My turn, and then by oh, all means be your shit. turn. Exactly. Haha, <laughs> there we go. See what I did there. So, during the morning shifts, we do something called uh, deep cleaning the restrooms, or detail cleaning the restrooms. We put up our signs, you know, block out the restrooms, even though people still walk in there, and we detail clean the restrooms. It takes about at least five minutes to do. No harm, no foul. We have what restrooms you're cleaning then. Oh, trust me, the racetrack restrooms are something special. So there's an ongoing joke and in each racetrack. You can't say out loud, I'm going to go detail clean the restrooms because there will be a long line forming very shortly the moment you say clean restrooms. So we kind of whisper to one another. And of course, as soon as I say I'm going to go do the restrooms, a father and a son walks into the restroom. I'm like, okay. Well, I guess it'll be quick because the son looks about 12 years old, along with the father, creepy, creepy. And about five minutes later, the father comes out of the restroom with his son, and they literally power walk to the car and drive away. I know something's wrong. So my female associate goes into the men's to go start cleaning, and she lets out a blood-curdling scream. I go in there, and it's everywhere. Now, when I say everywhere, it's everywhere except for the toilet. So it's kind of like with the period story. Very similar, but more in-depth, more texture, more gross, more everywhere. So, come to find more out. smelly. Come to find out. Um, I guess the child was special needs, and he just had an emergency. And he just exploded everywhere to the point where the father put the son's britches in the trash can, didn't bother wiping, and it was everywhere. I'm talking runny. And yes, it took a team effort to clean the restroom. It was gross, I lost my appetite, and yeah, I knew that once again, that was the beginning of you know the end of my tenure at racetrack, cleaning up dung and poo, and people pooing on the floors, the walls, even got some on the ceiling, which as gross as it was, I was quite impressed by that. Ashley, your thoughts? To be honest, honestly, I've seen so many of those stories. The same thing is people that are either complete just assholes where it's like they purposely like aim everywhere but the toilet. There's people that just make accidents and they're too embarrassed. But there's so many times I've seen the restrooms were completely nasty. What's even worse is that when you go into the women's restroom and stereotypically women are supposed to be cleaner than a man would be. But man, they get nasty it's just it's like a woman peeing and she peed everywhere like it's like she was trying to stand up and do it and but each of these times uh if it's pee period of blood and stuff like that i can deal with it but when it's actual shit i will not 
There are so many times I had gone back and forth with management. They're like, Ashley, you need to go clean up. Nope. Ashley, it's, you know, it's part of your job. You need to go clean it. Nope. I, I will quit. You can tell me either A, I'm fired, or B, someone else is going to clean it. Because I guarantee you, I will not be setting foot in that restroom. I will not. And eventually, they're like, either they would go clean it or they'd have someone else do it. Because I would not do it. I've seen so much in the, in the five years I was there. I don't get desensitized, but I'm, I just don't get surprised anymore. Now, to break into the poop continuity, Bex, give us a story from McDonald's. I'm curious. All right, so I have three options. Do you guys want to hear about Mad Hatter, Batman, or McGangbang incident? McGangbang. I knew you were going to say right. that. Shut up. All right, so for those of you who don't know, McDonald's used to have this thing called the McGangbang. Please do not go to your local McDonald's and try and order this. They will tell you that they do not carry it. If you want to have a McGangbang, order a McDouble and a McChicken. You take the top off the McChicken, you take that, put it in the middle of the burger patties, and there you go, you have a McGangbang. Do not do this. The reason why I'm saying that is I used to work the night shift. Mind you, at the time I was 21. I was working two jobs and going to college full-time. Well, the night of this incident, somebody ordered a McGangbang. This was probably about like 3 o'clock in the morning. And one of my coworkers was like, we don't carry the McGangbang, we don't serve them. And this woman, I swear she was on drugs. I'm pretty sure she was. Um, to give you a visual of this woman, think a skeleton with skin, a tube top, and a short skirt. She ended up Ah, Tara Reed. Yeah, think Tara Reed. Um, she got out of her car and ran to the window. I wasn't there at the time. I was kind of working on other things. But my coworker was. And I happened to turn, because I don't know if it's the same setup for every McDonald's at the time, but I was working on the ice cream machine. I look over, and I can see out through the second window. And this woman literally flung open the window, got inside, it was halfway inside the window, screaming, I want my McGangbang. Calling my coworker every word in the book, and it was intense. Like, this woman really wanted a gangbang. <laughs> and after everything was said and done, we ended up having the cops called and stuff. Um, it was <clears throat> first time I ever heard of the McGangbang. But that's some of the crazy shit that people at nighttime had to deal with. And this was one of the rare nights when I had two... There were two runners, myself and my coworker, one cook and one manager. Now, Ashley, does this surprise you? Are you disappointed that the gangbang didn't really pan out the way you thought it would? I am actually really disappointed. Fuck you for assuming that. <laughs> <laughs> I like was hoping that you were gonna tell me that someone went to the restroom and, you know, there were stalls banging around and there's a lot of sounds going on and there is, you know, 
um, some video cameras happening and you know so I, I am I'm a, I'm a little disappointed but as you were describing that um, I do remember hearing about that um, years ago because people were ordering it especially stoners because you know munchies because if you're going to a fast food place like McDonald's or Taco Bell especially after 12, 12 o'clock at night um, you're usually high or you're drunk and because I would be those people well mostly drunk um, you know, because bitches be ordering that shit when they're drunk. And it's me. I'm bitches. Of I kind of want to order that now. <laughs> Good job, Bex. You gave, her, you gave her a really bad idea. Good job. Well, it's not like I'm going to because I'm doing really well with eating healthy. And I haven't had McDonald's in probably close to a year. So, it does sound really good. I, say, I haven't been to McDonald's in quite a long period of time. Yeah, because my former used to work there, and I have just bad, you know, stomach cramps thinking about McDonald's and her in the same sentence. So, yeah, I definitely want to stay away from that. Um, I think it's your turn, Ashley, for another interesting story about racetrack. Well, really quick. First of all, if, do you think if you go to McDonald's, especially here in Florida, you'd be like, can I get one of them McGangbangs? I'm sorry, what? McGangbangs. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know as you know it's when you put a chicken on top of a cow and then you put the two like buns on top of it it's a McGangbang I know I don't know what that is McGangbang use uh, Urban Dictionary you'll find it <laughs> you will immediately um, you will immediately be thrown out of the store or have the cops called on you I'm, I'm not gonna lie when I heard McGangbang the first thing that went through my head when that went over the walkie was you're at the wrong establishment <laughs> but hold on you'd say that I get thrown out or cops would be calling me Adrian it's Florida that would not happen as long as you're not trying to rip open the window and jump through and beat the shit out of somebody I think you'd be fine well no down here we actually there's people that will throw an alligator through the drive through window at an employee why am I not surprised? You yeah, also exactly. have people who worship alligators and everything. Hey, man. Uh, Egyptians do that too, or ancient Egyptians. I don't know if there's any current Egyptians that do that still, but um, my God, my dogs are like slamming themselves into my bedroom door because they want to come in here. I see that. Get that alligator jumping out of the water video I had to watch. Uh, oh yeah. I creeped, I uh, psyched Becky out about alligators, and she's like, what, they, they can jump? Yup. Yeah, and, and then I watched this gator video where it literally jumped out of the water, and I watched its tail wiggle like it was a snake. I was like, this is fucking weird. This is an abomination that should not be happening. But it happens, just like the gangbangs, apparently. And poop on walls. Um, I'm putting a link in the chat for you to read later, but anyone can look this up. <clears throat> Florida man arrested for throwing an alligator through a drive through window, which is basically a Wendy's. I swear to God, you guys, anytime I hear Florida man, I know it's going to be something fucking weird. First it's bath salts, then it's alligators, then it's all this other random shit. This is one of the main <laughs> reasons, this is one of the main reasons why I stay inside my castle away from people. Yeah, but I think this time you need to have, like, man-eating piranhas added to the mix. Listen, I just scrolled down through that article I just sent you guys just to scroll down, see how long it went. And then, you know how you see these little icons I tell you about other articles to go to? Mm-hmm. 
Okay, I put something in the chat. I'm scared. Oh, oh my good God, lord. Fuck. Now, Why? once again, this is a podcast, so you really can't see what we're looking at here. So, I um, like the listeners to imagine what possibly I could put out there, and I'm actually protecting them as well. You're welcome. Yes. I'm not even going to comment on what that looks like to me, because... Oh, boy. Yeah, we should definitely move on, because seeing as how you're a married woman and what you just saw, yeah, did the correlation there. Anyhow, so, um, working in... He has been on the internet for a long time, and <laughs> we were young teenagers. Becky has seen far worse. <laughs> working in Merritt Island, of course, any racetrack, you know, you go into Cooler, Ashley, and you go fill the cooler and stuff like that. Uh, I went to the cooler uh, one morning to, you know, to get some stuff to stock the cooler, and there was a uh, girlfriend and boyfriend in the cooler making out. Yep. yep. Sure Thank did. You. Yeah. And they weren't your typical, you know, teen girl, teen boy. No, these were adults. They were making out in the cooler. And they were drunk in the morning. Early in the morning when I came in at 530 in the morning just to get things done. Yeah, they were in there making out drunk. And, of course, you can't hear what's going on in the cooler until you open that door so, to my surprise and shock and all, yes, I screamed obscenities at them and tell them to get out, and they were apologetic for whatever reason they were in the cooler because they were quote-unquote hot and needed to cool off. Yeah, they need to cool off somehow. They should have gone and taken a cold shower instead. Was... Imagine getting in the cooler and you're just sitting on those patches of drinks. And sometimes, like they're they're ba- they're basically pallets where you can actually lay back on them. Man, what time to be alive? <clears throat> have you experienced the cooler, time. Ashley? My attorney says I don't have to answer that. Here's a fun fact, though: in order for you to most likely climax, it is said that your feet have to be warm. So I really hope that they're wearing heated socks if they're doing that. Why, why do your feet have to be warm? I don't know. Some scientific thing. Um, things you learn when you're a teenager and figuring things out. So. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I've I've done the Big Bang and plenty of times when it's been freezing cold and my feet weren't warm. So, I think I'm okay. We're we're about to fall down a rabbit hole. Next story before this turns into something really bizarre. So yes, next oh, racetrack story. Yeah, trust me. <laughs> Here, I will send you the link for it because I just found the article again. Didn't take very long to dig for it, but Ashley, it'll be for you. Wait, hold on. I t- I want because I want to look up. Um, you know what Becky was just explained to me, and. Leafs on some, okay, I'm gonna read that in a second. I, I typed in Google having sex in cold climate, and this is what pops up Sex in a Cold Climate is a 1998 Irish documentary film detailing the mistreatment of fallen women um, in, the lo- in the loungeries of Ireland. So, apparently, Sex in Cold Climate is a documentary, um, and seeing <laughs> I didn't know we were playing guest support already. Now, see, we're saving pick the porn until the end of the month. I'm trying to keep the show back on course here, but no, you had to go ahead and send Ashley a link to something 
And you know how she gets. You really know how she gets. She's hard at this. I know. You rarely see people having sex um, in porn films without socks. Wait, hold on. We're going to read this now. <laughs> see? I blame you, Bex. I blame you. And I'm ignoring Adrian because we're reading this. Um, I beat you to it. I beat you to it. Wearing socks to bed can actually improve couples' sex lives, according to a study uh, done by the University of some something I can't pronounce. The study results presented a little later in a conference from the Europe, European Society of Human Reproduction and Embryology in Copenhagen. So yes, 13 heterosexual couples who took part in the study had higher orgasm rates when they wore socks during sex. Boom, told you, having sex in coolers is a bad idea, people. At least wear socks that are heated. Leah, for a man to cut off, I think this the most important part. Following the sentence after what Adrian was saying, for women, the effect was even more noticeable. Of those who did not wear stockings, only about 50% climax, while 80% of women who were stimulated with warm feet achieved orgasm. Leave it to Adrian, a man, to leave out that. Boom. Really? Fine. Socks in bed, good for good for health problems. See, no, no, it's mostly good for women. You, yeah, leaving socks on during sex. Uh, you rarely see them in porn films, and there are a few people who would openly admit that that they put stockings on before having sex. But according to a sex study, that's exactly what you should do to promote orgasm, especially in women. Yeah, has them get the socks. <laughs> the Walker AC experience, the Out of Context podcast. We're here to improve your sex life. <sighs> Bex, you're fired. You just fed her this line and she ran with it and took this show right off the rails. My wife just handed me a Lego that she built that's of a Jeep, so don't mind me, I'm going to be playing with that like a little kid. <laughs> As she's in a corner giggling to herself, staring at the Lego creation. <sighs> but yes, back to the racetrack stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, again, more stories about racetracks. I know you had a list. And I want to get through this list before you just go totally somewhere else. I just have, like, one more. <laughs> okay. You are the one who invited me onto the show, and you expected it to stay on course. I'm I trying. I you, Adrian, and you're like, yeah, that's fine by me. Well, because... Yeah, look at this. Look at, look at yourself now. Check yourself. Because she's entertaining. That's why we have her check, on. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Best check yourself before you wreck yourself. Well, the 80s called. I want the rap music back. But yes, go ahead with your list. <laughs> so, um, the last one on my list. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm back with the Griffin Dictionary. <laughs> okay, anyway, last one, last one. Um, I think it was complete bullshit that at the, I think, I can't remember if it was the end of every month or quarter, but only managers would get bonuses based off the sales that their store would get. And you have your staff, the ones that you delegated tasks to, the ones that did basically the grunt work and all the work, no like, no breaks or nothing, and the and the staff did not get break or bonuses, only management did. And that was fucking ridiculous. Especially when you're someone like me where I constantly ran shifts for all the managers all the time and I never got cut. Not even at least one manager's like, hey Ashley, this is my bonus. Let me give you at least fifty bucks because we appreciate you. So that was my big thing is if you're going to give bonuses, uh, you need to give it to the whole team, not to just the management because the management doesn't do all the work. They oversee the work. Sometimes they might participate, but it's really the, and the 
if you think of, I don't want to say bottom layer, but pretty much the four working people are the ones getting all that shit done and they get nothing for it. So that was my other thing that I had a complaint against that place is they didn't appreciate shit out of their hardworking employees. Oh, that's the same for my job. Mm-hmm. I do, <clears throat> not to do my own horn, but I do the work of like three people. And we just got one associate who does almost as much of hard work as I do. He's not there yet. And we don't get anything. It's my supervisor, my managers who get it. I'm like, oh, this is bullshit. Yeah. And yep. it's funny to piggyback on what Ashley was saying. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, we would hit our numbers at the end of each month or quarter or something like that. And store managers would get these humongous bonuses. But sometimes the store managers would delegate all the work to us. Or even sometimes they'd call out. Or if somebody called out sick or didn't show up for work, it was up to the second shift managers and all the other managers to fill in the shifts to where they could tell us, no, I don't want to come in. No, I'll be in in the morning. You know, you guys make phone calls to find, to find other employee help. And they would come in in the morning and do their shift and just leave the rest of the day. And we had to fend for ourselves to figure things out, you know, and they masked that under, oh, well, you do this, you know, we'll promote you or we'll see you as a promotion. And nine times out of 10, if they promoted somebody, they would bring in somebody from the outside. And that was the most, you know, that was the most disrespectful thing ever. One of the main reasons why I left, but I digress. Went back, going back to the McGangbang, the McGangbang um, originated in Daytona Beach, Florida. Literally 30 minutes from where I live. Why am I not surprised? something like that would come out of Florida. Oh, yeah. Considering the fact I used to live in Daytona, that's even more scary. So, doesn't really surprise me at all. And, of course, and of course, the the natural one is um, we talked about on the, what, the readable Ashley? No, no, the, God, the Slacky Majestically show about, you know, the mother the boyfriend and the baby story that happened in a racetrack that was on the news all over Florida. And of course you remember that one, dear Ashley. Oh, I I specifically remember that because it was you, Veronica, myself talking about that. And then I stood my ground on a belief that I had involving that. And you and Veronica were like, no, it must be this or that. And then guess what happened? The very next episode, you come in my door and you're just like, hey, Ashley, guess like, you were right about that. And I did not let that go for the longest time. What are we talking about? <laughs> okay. If you, well, if you want to rehash that, you go ahead. Yes, yes, I will. Hoo hoo boy. I'll try to keep this as short and brief as I possibly can. One of our employees dated another employee. The young lady, she dated a lot of the employees, a lot of customers. She was not a hoe. But she had hoe tendencies. And she dated one of the employees, and they had a child together. So while she was at work, her boyfriend watched the baby at home. Come to find out, the baby was injured. And the baby had all these injuries. A GoFundMe was raised. We never knew what happened until, I think, like a couple of days later. Come to find out, the boyfriend tossed the baby into the crib. 
very violently and did a whole lot of damage and he got arrested for it. So the common thing was before we knew the, the whole story, I did a show with Ashley and Veronica, you know, doing a fundraiser for the baby and, and I felt very bad for the mother and blah, blah, blah. I come to find out the mother knew of the story and the news caught wind of it. She got arrested, he got arrested and racetrack let her come back to work. She came back to work, I kid you not, Christmas Day. And the managers had to pull all of us aside and say, you know, don't talk about it. Don't make mention of it. If the news comes in, don't talk to the news. Don't talk to her. Don't make it an issue. Stuff like that. A couple of people were very, of course, uneasy to work with her due to the backlash. And yeah, she went to work like nothing ever happened. And she's still there. To this day, she's still there. Oh, that. Yeah, so going to what, because he kind of hashed over the whole I told you so bit, was the first episode, like not the first episode, but the original episode we were talking about this uh, before we knew the results of it, I was talking about because Adrian and Veronica were feeling bad about the mom, felt nothing for the mom, because I, so the guy that did that to that baby, I worked with him at racetrack. I did shifts with him and he had an anger problem that there was a point that I told my manager I would no longer work shifts with him because I did not feel comfortable working with him. So when I found out about all this, I was not fully surprised. I hated that, especially to do that to an infant. But um, so again, I wasn't surprised that he ended up becoming a horrible monster. So for me to see those signs when I work with him, when usually people that are like that usually kind of hide that side of them when they're at work. So people you know, don't suspect them of being that type of person or whatever. That's like no morality of it, I would say. So when they're talking about this, I stood strong. It's like, there's no way the mom did not at least suspect this of happening. This guy has anger issues. I worked with him personally for several months and he had anger issues. Like it was no joke. He could display that in public in his job and she lives with him. And you're telling me that she did not suspect anything like this could have happened. That you just decided to go off on a child, an infant, all of a sudden out of the blue. No. Shit had happened before. There were suspect there was probably suspicions, of course, and you still allowed your child to be with him alone. And guess what happened? Again, Adrian and Veronica stood their ground as well to, you know, we'll see what happens. We're gonna believe the mom still or we'll, you know, feel sorry for her. The very next episode is when is by the time Adrian found out the full story, or for the most part, and that she was arrested too, because there were text messages to prove that she was aware of what was going on. And yeah, so that's why when you live with somebody and you live with them for a long time in all the blue, they beat your child and in a very horrible, gruesome way, there's no way you can say that came out of the blue. I don't believe that. Uh, it wasn't... Oh, I'm sorry, Bex, go ahead. What were you going to say? All I'm going to say is that's... Wow. Um, a lot of people want to say that there are... Oh, every mother's a good mother. No, not every mother is a good mother. And that's just a prime example of it. Like, Jesus. And then Racetrack is willing to let her work there again. That speaks a lot about them as a company. Yes. Yep. There was yep. a, we, we worked for them for longer than we should have. 
Yes, and like I said, there are a lot of customers who came up to me and it's like, oh, she's coming back? Oh, well, I'm not, I'm not coming here again. You know, you're cool people, but I'm not coming back. And she came back, like nothing ever happened. She was, she, 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 she had her same personality and she's still there to this day. So you can always go by your local racetrack and say hi. So that's, that's the, uh, that, that's the fun part. But the postscript, you know, the child is doing well. Obviously the child's a little bit older and, 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 and the child is well. Now parents, on the other hand, that's a whole nother story. And one final kicker before we close out the racetrack chapter. Um, how did you feel about the management, Ashley? I mean, all the, all the managers that you worked for you know, in, your, in your short tenure there. I feel like there was a lot of really toxic managers, but at the same time, it, I think it's kind of like in most of workplaces, is you're always going to have those toxic managers or bosses but you're eventually, eventually or rarely will come across the good ones. The ones that mean, like they're, they're trying to do what they believe in. Like they're trying to put the right way. They're, you know, they're trying to be like a role model to you. They're trying to listen to you and be that person for you. And there's some that they have the good intention, but unfortunately it comes off the wrong way. So I feel like it's not just from working at racetrack. It comes across any job that people will work with that you, unfortunately deal with every type of manager there is yeah and and i agree with you the management that i worked with my whole five years there it was more good managers than bad of course the good ones they were very short-lived but the bad ones the bad ones stuck around for a long time because i guess the higher-ups were happy with their methods not necessarily too concerned about the turnover rate because i mentioned in the previous show anybody can work a racetrack you can have a pulse and they will hire you versus the in-depth interview that I had to have to work there. You know, I had to wait before they even considered hiring me. But now you can just come in. You can work for as long as you want to be a total goof off and a slacker and you'll be okay. From my experience and from what I've seen, I've had great times working there, you know, and the bad times were just freaking horrible. And I'm just glad I'm not there anymore not to deal with just the insanity of the customers, not necessarily the staff, but just the customers, the drunk ones showing up at 2 a.m. to get beer, the strippers coming in, smelling like who knows what, uh, getting, their, getting their drinks, or just the common everyday person coming in to buy a pack of cigarettes that don't have their ID, and they get mad at you and they blame you from their life from DNA onto that afternoon. And of course, the ever so fun cleaning roller grill area which was just utterly disgusting and people putting their hands on roller grill food without using tongs or just eating food out of the packaging, going in a cooler, grabbing beer. Just the most interesting people on earth will come into a gas station, whether how they dress, how they act. Just I've never seen people like that before in, in, in all of my job history. <laughs> Long dramatic pause, are you still there? Yeah, we're still here. Um, but yeah, I feel like if once you've worked food, a gas station, and just everyday retail, you become a serial killer. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it wouldn't be a podcast if we didn't allow our special guest, Big Time Bex, to give us 
a fun story about, well, excuse me, one more fun story about her McDonald's experience or just any horrible experience that she can laugh about to this day. Oh boy, so there, this is going to be a really short one um, because after you talked about the people in the cooler, it reminded me of something that happened in security that I had repressed. Um, I'm not sure if everyone remembers FYE for your entertainment where I, it was pretty much like a more mellowed out version of Hot Topic. I used to work there. Um, well, I was working security and I went into the store and I was talking to some of the employees and I look over and this guy has his hand. These people's backs were to us. I don't know if they didn't think anybody was seeing it, but he was um, over the, this one was wearing leggings. His hand was over her. Yeah, he was um, not grabbing her ass. Finger blasting. And yeah, you 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 could tell that he was um diddling her bean. Finger blasting. <laughs> over her leggings. Wow. <laughs> so that's the shorter one. So. Now you guys have the other two options. Do you want to hear about the Mad Hatter or Batman? Adrian, I choose. I chose last time. Let's go for Batman. All right. So it's again over working overnight graveyard shift. This guy comes up through the drive-through, and I'm the one taking his order. I was like. Hi, welcome McDonald's. This is Becky. What can I get for you this evening? I'm Batman. All right. What can I get for you, Batman? <laughs> Batman wants McChicken. Okay. Um, how many McChickens? Batman wants two McChickens and to have justice. I'm like, oh, God. All right. Come on up. He's like, Batmobile, out. And he comes around to the window. I'm getting his order and everything, and he's opening and closing the door, going, I'm Batman. And I'm like, oh my god, yes, we, we know you're Batman, honey. Um, here's, here's your food, sir. And he's like, I must go get Joker now. I'm Batman. I'm like, oh my god. These people are going to kill me. I'm glad that I worked at McDonald's for all of three days. And uh, yeah, can never ever do that again. I was talked into working there for three days and no, after experiencing people, cannot do it anymore. Never ever. I worked there for four months. Now I understand and I see why you, you are so homicidal. I understand this now. Just now I'm trying to redirect your anger and, 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 and visceral hate towards me to somebody else. Well, it can't be me. It, it can't be. Ashley would probably be a hog timey. Um, <clears throat> well, if you really want to know what where the rage comes from, I'm gonna for a bonus. I'm gonna tell you guys about the Mad Hatter. For reference, this is around the time when the minions were out, and that's an important key part of this story. Remember the minions. And I don't know if everyone remembers this, but there's a little caveman minion who swears. No, I didn't oh. remember that. 
oh, well, you're going to like this story. Um, so we had to do a shutdown. Shutdown means that we're switching from one business day over to another, and all systems have to be shut down, but we're still taking orders, and I had to do math. I'm not good at math, but I have to do math. I have to do figure out how much every item is in tax. Well, normally that takes about 20, 30 minutes. No, no, this time it took four hours, and we were wrapped around the building. Like... We could not catch a break. I could not break anything down. I could not clean anything. I could not, nothing. I was just taking orders and thank God the cook that night, him and I had worked together from day one and we had a great system. Well, system finally comes back up. The line calms down. There's nobody. And I'm just like at that breaking point because I'm tired. I had school. I had worked my primary job, and I had maybe an hour in between everything. So I hadn't slept in almost 24 hours. And I'm going through the Minion toys. This Minion toy that I found, I was amazed I found it. We only have one left. It was a Caveman Minion. Now, the Caveman Minion, um, I still have it. It still works. I don't know where I put it, but I know I have it. I found it recently when I was cleaning up my game room. And I'm like, okay, this thing really can't swear. I pull the tab, I hit it off the counter, it goes, oh my god, what the fuck? I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> this thing said, what? I hit it again. And it said, oh my god, what the fuck? And it says some other things too, like motherfucker and what the fuck. Um, and I just start giggling and my manager goes, Becky, are you okay? And I'm just laughing hysterically to the point where I fall backwards. My ribs are hurting. And I just say, I'm the reason there is a fucking mad hatter. <laughs> and she looks at me and goes, um, do you, do you need a break? I was like, I haven't had a cigarette in five hours. I am tired. I'm good. She's like, all right, kid. Uh, I'm going to go get your cigarettes. I'm going to get your lighter. And you're going to go outside for five minutes. If there's a car, do not come back into this <laughs> building until you finish that cigarette. And I'm just giggling myself. And I hit the media again. It goes, what the fuck? <laughs> I want that. I want that. Oh, God, I wish I could have that. Good Lord. Now, we have to ask, because what's bizarrely enough, Bex, Ashley's been quiet. I'm in fear that she's back on Google looking up stuff. Actually, I'm not. No, no, no what I you... actually got bored because a lot of things I was looking up I have already seen before, and nothing really stood out for me to really talk about or just go, huh? So, <laughs> yeah, I'm actually just vibing. Interesting. Your ADHD brain is letting you vibe. Are you sitting still? Okay, I've, I've been kind of watching TikToks while you've been talking. This is her dedication towards our show. She's watching TikToks. HD, shut up. I have to be doing something. I can't just simply stand here or well, sit here. I am listening, I promise. It's just like, because my phone's on mute. I'm just like simply scrolling just to keep myself busy because I could either be doing this or looking at disgusting shit to share with the two of you. 
Either or, folks. Either or. <sighs> now, so. <laughs> now, so as we put. Um, go ahead. I'm sorry, Bex. Okay. Go ahead. No, you're fine. And just a real quick thing. If anyone goes to McDonald's and it's around closing time and they try and order a McFlurry, a ice cream cone or anything, and they say our ice cream machine is not working currently. The reason being, fun fact about ice cream machines there. I don't know if a lot of people know this. I feel like a lot of people don't. This is just to alleviate some stress from the listeners who work at McDonald's and are already mad at me for the McGangbang. Because I know they're going to get a lot of orders for that from anybody who listens to the show. Because I'm sure everybody who listens to this <clears throat> listens and takes orders as well as Ashley or I do. Um, when the ice cream machine is down, nine times out of ten, if it's near closing time, the thing goes into a sanitation mode that you cannot stop. At that point, what that does is it turns the heat up really high because any of that milk shit that it's like heavy cream that they put in there it's in a bag it's if it's sitting there for too long i'm sorry but it's like any kind of milk it's going to start getting bacteria and they raise that heat up a lot in order to make it so that it liquefies it all gets spinned around and all that fun shit i'm sure there's more technical terms for it but you cannot stop that cycle and that cycle can last anywhere from 30 minutes to four hours, depending on how that machine's feeling like that day. I don't believe you. <laughs> really? Well, I mean, on the very rare occasion I used to go, I would ask for a shake. And of course, the shake machine would be down. So once again, it's really no surprise to me. So it's, it's all right. But... I mean, that's nine times out of ten. Um, the other one out of ten times, they just don't want to do it. Well, I mean, of course, that's pure laziness, naturally, so. Yeah, and I mean, can't even speak for, it's not just millennials, Gen Zs, boomers, Gen Xers. Every generation has lazy fucking workers. And then they have the hard-ass workers. And the hard-ass workers get burned out, and they become crazy. And they end up getting rabies. And they turn into me. This is why I'm glad I'm in Castle Walker, far away from you, because I really don't know where you are. But if I did know, I would gladly stay away, because I'm not afraid to fall down and cry around you. It's okay. Oh, no. Uh, we're coming to visit you when Becky comes to visit. No, that's so not happening, folks. It's oh, okay. it is. I, I will know how to get your information. I'll know how to get your address. You and I both know how I will get it, and for the, all the intents and purposes, I will get it. That's what she said. Anyhow, so, where can people find you, Ashford, if they want to communicate with you? You can find me on Instagram, Majestic Nerd Lady. It, my account is on private, but you can send me a request, and you can send me a message saying, Hey, I'm a fan that listens to the podcast, and I think you're really cool, and Adrian's, you know, okay. Um, so, yeah. And you can find me on there. You cannot find me on any other social media. If you do see me, it's either private or I do not use it or it's not me. So again, Instagram, Majestic Nerd Lady. And make sure you mention the McGangbang so that she knows that you came from the podcast. <laughs> and of Pretty course, much. and of course, our 
guest of honor, our big time backs, if they would like to reach out to you, are they able to or no? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's not, see, that's really no big surprise here. And of course. If you message me and you cash out me 500 bucks, I'll give you Becky's phone number. <laughs> Only, actually, we're going to raise that. Make it a thousand. Ashley gets 75%. I get 25%. Um, the house gets at least 10% or 15% because it's on, it's, it's on my platform. Good. That's a good thing. Listen, you're going to have to take that up with Ashley. She's getting 75% of the cut. I'm getting 25% of the cut. You can fight with her about that. Okay. Psh, bring it on, woman. Bring it on. And, of course, you can always find us under walkerac76.pondbean.com. That's walkerac76.pondbean.com. Be sure to find us on 22 free platforms, good Lord Almighty, whether it be Spotify, Pandora, Google Podcast, anywhere you find your local social media stuff, just look under the Walker AC Experience. Shocker, shocker, if you Google the Walker AC Experience, you'll find us on there too. That's bizarre. Hint, hint, Ashley. And I have a small surprise for you ladies, if you wish. If you give me... Just five more minutes of your time. I have a small surprise for you. Okay. Is this a choking hazard? Hell yeah, I'm down for that. I, I feel like he needs a warning. Choking hazard. That's what I call my husband's hands. My wife is standing in the doorway of my gaming room, and I said that, and she just said the jerking off function. It's a family show, people. It's a family show. my heart. I fear the day when you two meet because I'm going to become a third wheel and then I'm going to find Adrian and bite him so that we can be friends. Basically, you're going to be sitting in your corner of being left out between Nikki and I uh, having conversations and shenanigans and you're going to have pent up rage and Adrian's just going to walk in the door and you're just going to attack him. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. So is this your way of just saying, hi, let's be friends, you're cool? It's a sudden attack and, and puncturing an artery on me, or just or just a minor flesh wound? I'm curious. No, that's basically how Becky says hello, is uh, she attacks you. I don't like you. I'm going to just be that person. So I, as I explained to my wife, I am the rabbit raccoon that I will not let you pet me. I will sniff your hand, and if I like you, she just put her hand out for me to bite. I'm like, I will bite you. If I don't like you, I will just claw your face off. I mean, that will improve my looks a little bit, but I'll keep a spray bottle next to me full of water just in case I see you running at me at high velocity <laughs> speed. So it's okay. Not, not water, Gatorade. Oh, yeah, good point, Gatorade. <laughs> but here's the thing. That's just going to antagonize me more. That's I'm... where you just throw a whole bottle at her head and distract her. I'll leave that to you. I'll hide behind you. That that's perfectly fine. <laughs> dodge ball. <laughs> if you can dodge an Ashley, you can dodge a ball. So this is for <laughs> this is for you. Big time Bex. Now I'm only gonna do this one time because Ashley and I talked about this and we agreed on when to do this. But for you, since you've been such a good sport, and hopefully the bite marks will be minimal, we're gonna play a game of pick the porn. Are you ready? I am ready. Let's get this going. And Ashley, are you actually going to sit here this time or are you going to run away? Wait, <laughs> what do you mean? I'm here. <laughs> well, you were here last time and then you went poof. 
I had to pee. <laughs> you were gone longer than having to pee. Goddamn. I'm sorry. I had to pee. Um, okay, okay, okay. I don't want to know. I, 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 I don't want to. wash my hands. I think she was spreading shit over the walls. That's all. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah, we're not going to clean no. that up, folks. For those of the no. for those of the uninitiated, Pick the Porn is a highly famous, well-touted game show we created here at the Walker AC Experience. We're going to give you three porn titles, and it's up to you to choose the fake porn. Normally, Pick the Porn will be once a month, towards the end of each month, to give you guys a nice little jolt of personality to keep you t- coming back to our show, no pun intended, giggly. So, since... I have a speech impediment. I have a speech impediment here. Work with me. You're supposed to not acknowledge that. We'll fix that in post. That's not the place here. We shame people. All right. (laughs) Shame. So this first round is for Beck. Second round will be for Ashley. Third round will be for the both of you. Give you guys a fighting chance. So big time, Bex, are you ready? I'm ready. Title number one, Sleeping Booty. Number two, the good, the bed, and the snuggly. Number three, the color purple panties. Which one is the fake porn? Talk amongst yourselves. Did you just say the second one was, what was the second one? Good, bed, and snuggly? The good, the bed, and the snuggly. I'm going to go with number two. Are you sure? Bed, snuggly, yeah. What made you want to pick that? I'm curious. Just who's gonna say the good and the bed and then the snuggly? Like I'm not gonna watch a porn where it ends with snuggling. <laughs> Nowadays, who knows what they come up with? Okay, that is incorrect. The good, Ooh. the bed, and the snuggly is a real porn. Ashley, would you like to take a shot at it? Hey, I'm so excited. Okay. Um, okay um, no okay, cheating. So- <laughs> I, I typed in Sleeping Booty, and there's a band. Wow. I'm sitting here so excited. Like, we were still listing off the other two, and I typed in Sleeping Booty, and it popped up what I exactly just put into the chat, which is a screenshot of the Google Resort, uh, results when you type in Sleeping Booty. And I'm just sitting here like, ah, 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 ah. oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> so uh, what were the other two options? Oh, good Lord. <sighs> Sleeping Booty, and the Color Purple Panties. I'm going to go with the Color Purple Panties as not being a porn. You are correct. The Color Purple yeah, Panties yeah. is the incorrect porn. <sighs> I just Googled the good, the bad, and the snuggly, and I can't... Oh my God, what was this, an orgy? <laughs> oh, now I'm going to look it up. The good, the bed, and the snuggly. Storyline, sex, hardcore, vintage, vignette, large breasts, vulva, and 26 more. Wait, what, what is this? Is this, wait, it's an item, like there's a cast? Oh yeah. my god, we have a cast. <laughs> yeah. And for those you of you who thinks that this show is you fake. Got Mark Davis, you got John Doe, um... Tammy Monroe, Tina Tyler, Tom Chapman, Debbie Diamond, Jessica Fox with three X's, Kyle Jammer, and Cody O'Connor. That's a tremendous name. I want to name my pet Kyle Jammer. 
Okay. So, <laughs> so Ashley, round two, put your computer away. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Number one, Homo Alone. Number two, Mary Poppins Poontang. Number three, Dawson's Crack. Which one is a fake porn? Dawson's Crack. Is that your final answer? Unfortunately. You are incorrect. Dawson's Crack is a real porn. Now, Bex, would you like to go for the steal? Oh, the options, other two options is Home All Alone and Mary Poppins, what was it, Putin? Yes. Oh my God, it is an actual porn. <laughs> I'm going to go with Mary Poppins, Putin. You are correct. Mary Poppins, Putin is a fake porn. And now for round three, for both of you guys, for round three. Are we ready? Number one, Wet Dreams on Elm Street. Number two, Tiger's Wood. Number three, Boondocks Boobs. Which one is the fake porn? I feel like it'd be Tiger's Wood. What do you think, Ash? I think it's uh, Boondocks. Why do you think Boondocks? I just feel like it's Boondocks, because like Tiger Woods, come on now, and he's known for all of his sex scandals. So I'm gonna go with Boondocks. Five seconds on the clock. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and second Ashley then. All right, you are correct. Boondocks boobs is the fake porn. And fun fact, yeah, uh, because uh, I totally Googled a wet dream on Elm Street. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Freddy Krueger, a sex toy salesman burnt to death by an angry mob due to his shady business practices, returns from the grave to take his revenge on killer, on his killers by putting their now adult children into orgasm-induced pleasure comas. Leroy Myers, sex toy customer. <laughs> Freddy Fingers, sex toy customer. And now before we go, I do have a movie recommendation for you two ladies when you get a chance to. It is on the free app Tubi, which you guys have probably heard of Tubi, of course. There is a movie called Killer Rack. It's a sci-fi comedy horror film. And of course, judging by the title, you can guess what the title means, or shall I explain further? I just Googled it. See, that was quick. Now, for those of you uninitiated who aren't looking it up right now, Killer Rack is with a young lady who isn't who feels like she's not getting the enough attention she deserves at her workplace due to all the buxom women that are working around her. So to combat this, she sees a scientist or a mad doctor to get implants. Come to find out they are cursed with monster boobs who goes around killing people. It's on Tubi, it's a free movie, it's called Killer Rack. You're welcome, folks. And another good movie watch is Where Beaver. <laughs> Can we get a synopsis on that? Another one would be Velocipaster. Wow. So, so I was 20 or 21, and my girlfriend at the time, who lived down in Tennessee, we were watching movies and stuff. She picked a movie. 
She picked Werebeaver. It is exactly what you would think. Instead of Werewolf, it's Beaver. And these people end up with teeth that go down to their nether regions, pretty much. And they are just... It's, it's a movie that I literally cannot express. It is so bad, you have to watch it. That sounds really bad. It sounds like the movie uh, called Teeth. Have you heard about that one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. I wish, no, every woman, there. I wish every woman had that. Because the amount of men who would not force themselves on other women in any way, shape, or form, it would drop drastically. So, wait, hold on a second. I want to oppose um, the teeth part only because, I'm not, okay, even if they could be retractable and you control them at your own will, just imagine if, you know, you're having sex um, and it's with a dude and, you know, you're having fun. Unfortunately, he had his fun and you didn't get yours yet. Um, I can see this is going. You're disappointed and pissed off with him. And before he exits, the teeth come back out. Well, that's on him. Yeah, but you know, what, happens if, what happens if they're a good partner, but they, it happens to be one of those days where they're just super quick? I mean, that that's on them. Any <laughs> sympathy? Any sympathy whatsoever? I mean, like, I mean, like, what if she sneezes and the teeth come out? I mean, come on. Exactly. What if you get donkey punch? See, <laughs> this is where it's not my problem. <laughs> like, this, would be a, this would be a um, person who likes the dick's problem. Okay, I'd be a person that likes the dick. Alright, I don't want that problem. <laughs> that, that sounds like a you issue for me. It sounds great, but at the same time, no, 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 you're you're a lesbo. Okay, what if Nikki wants to insert her body part up in you? All right, you got hands and fingers and stuff. You see, her finger is gone. Good night, everybody. All right, this has been the Out of Context podcast. No, 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 you do not wrap this up because you can't just simply put this on if it's just a uh, male genitalia. Okay, um, females insert their hands their fingers uh some of you think you have to put their foot up in there okay you sneeze or do anything and guess what oh it can just be a hiccup let's let's put it this way i've been with somebody or tourettes (laughs) they don't have they don't have teeth but they were so tight that literally if they sneezed they'd have broken my fingers so i know the risk Everybody else can deal with it, too. Okay, that's breaking your finger where your finger can recover or hey, your hey, vagina fighting it off and consuming it. <sighs> it. It doesn't consume it. It could consume it. You it doesn't. If it, it can consume, if it can consume cum, it can consume oh, a finger. If, if we're going off of the teeth universe, which we're, we're going to see with the teeth universe, Ashley. I love you, but we're staying with this keep your mind on one track I know that's hard but if we stay in the teeth universe she's literally spit out three fingers two dicks like as long as there's no dog around to eat it it can be reattached 
But what if it's consumed? How can it digest if it's chewing? It swallows it. The, the female body can consume well, sperm. Good, good point. Okay, good point. Yeah, that's what I'll say. We can, con- <sighs> we can consume sperm and create something. What if you... Oh, oh, good. oh my God. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. No, no, no. You get one of those, no. like, uh, finger things. No. <laughs> no. Um, we are not going to um, do this. Um... Here's the thing that would require stomach acid in your vagina to consume human flesh. Oh, hold on. Okay, all you gotta do is just type in um, thumb thumb from Spy Kids and you'll see the image. But what if you consume the finger and your body ends up birthing thumb thumbs? And I guess I'm gonna be an unwilling mother. <laughs> Oh my god, oh my god, this is... Oh. Good lord almighty. Adrian, if you want to wrap this up, I feel yes. like we're going down a rabbit hole. Yes, we are. It's going to be a two-hour. Yes, yes, we are. We're, we're losing each other here. I will not be shamed for my intelligence. It's uh, not your intelligence, Ashley. It's your imagination. Exactly. It, it, it's, it's gone. It's totally gone. So as we wrap up the show, I'd like to thank our lovely guest, our homicidal guest, the guest that still wants to harm me but yet be my friend, Big Time Bex. We do thank you so much for joining our show. We're going to have you on again and again and again. Hopefully by maybe the fifth time you actually warm up to me a little bit and not want to do bodily damage to me. Hold your breath. <laughs> and of course, Ashley, like thank you again, of course, for another entertaining show that has fallen off the rails. So... Um, before we say goodnight, what do you have for us? What do you call a sketchy Italian neighborhood? What? The spaghetto. But <laughs> Good night. Good night. <laughs>